0: Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. I Was Lost in a Blizzard by R. Curtis Barger My teacher looked concerned as she peered out the window at the drifting snow. I think you children should wait until your parents come after you, she said. We sat in our one-room schoolhouse on the prairie with our teacher, who taught grades 1 through 8. Many of the boys and girls had ridden ponies to school, and the teacher herself had come on horseback. By this time, those students had jumped onto their ponies and taken off. Neither they nor the teacher worried about their getting home safely, for horses seem to be able to find their way even when it's difficult to see. But the rest of us had walked to school, and we were lingering, wishing to be home but hesitating to venture out into the snow and wind. My home was two and a quarter miles away, across open, unfenced range. That morning the sky had been clear, and the air had felt so warm that I'd carried my overcoat instead of wearing it. I also had a cap and mittens, but I'd taken them off and stuffed them into the pockets of my coat. Around noon the air had suddenly turned chilly, and the sky had become steely gray. Early in the afternoon puffy black clouds began scudding across the sky, and the wind swung around to the northwest and began to blow in sharp gusts. "'By late afternoon, an hour or so before our usual dismissal time, "'the sky became heavily overcast, large white clouds piled up, "'and snow fell thick and fast. "'The faster it fell, the harder the wind blew, "'until the snowflakes seemed to be flying straight along the ground. "'It was a real western prairie blizzard. "'Miss Sherman,' I said to the teacher now, "'I can make it home all right. "'I can follow the trail we've worn across the pastures. "'I have my coat and cap and mittens.' "'You won't need to worry about me.' "'But Miss Sherman knew something about this kind of weather, and she shook her head. "'I wish you wouldn't try it. "'If something should happen to you, your parents would never forgive me for letting you go, "'and I would never be able to forgive myself. "'Please wait here until your parents come for you.' "'I thought about my family and how hard they worked on our prairie farm. "'I knew there were heavy chores to be done, besides cows to be milked and cattle and horses to be fed.' It's silly, I said to myself, for my parents to have to come after me. I can make it home without any trouble. Without waiting for further word from my teacher, I grabbed my lunch pail, opened the door, and plunged into the drifting snow. Ah, oh, this isn't so bad, I thought. It's rather fun. And at first, the adventure of it was fun as I forged through the snow. I was sure I knew every patch of sagebrush, cactus, and soapweed along the path my feet had worn over the prairie. But suddenly, I became aware that the wind had a bite and a sting to it. Below my short coat, the snow was sticking to my trousers and melting through to my skin. It was cold, very cold. My ears hurt, and I tried unsuccessfully to pull my cap down over them. The snow stung my eyes and began to freeze on my eyelashes and brows. The wind hurt my nostrils. Finally, I couldn't bear to face the snow and wind any longer, so I turned with my back to the wind and cupped my hands over my ears. When I turned again to face the storm, I realized with a start that I couldn't recognize any of the familiar marks of the trail. Everything looked the same, no matter which way I turned. I had no sense of direction at all. I was stunned at the thought. My heart began to pound. I remembered stories I had heard of people who had become lost in blizzards and of what happened to them. Suddenly, not only was I very cold on the outside, I was cold from sheer terror inside too. Try as I might, I couldn't tell where the trail should be. Panic seized me and I began to run. The snow was already piling in drifts by every sagebrush. I lunged wildly through it. I cried out in fear. I called for help. I stumbled and fell headlong. My trousers were frozen stiff, and my legs felt numb. My ears had ceased to feel cold, and I knew they were freezing. My feet, too, which had ached with cold, felt strangely leaden, not attached to my body. All I could think of was that I was lost, lost, lost in a blizzard. Then, all at once, I stopped my wild plunging and running and crying. I stood still with my back to the wind as this thought came to me. Talk to Jesus. He will hear you and help you. Why hadn't I thought of him before? I prayed a simple prayer, for I was only nine years old. Then I said to myself, I must go on. I must find my way home. I am freezing. I wasn't as afraid anymore, and I knew I had to keep going. I ran, stumbling, slipping. I toppled over a sagebrush hidden in a drift and fell through the blinding snow against a barbed wire fence. The barbs tore my coat and hurt my flesh, but I felt new hope in my heart. A fence would lead to shelter. Jesus had heard and answered my prayer. As I followed the fence, I came at long last to a gate that I recognized. I climbed through it and stepped onto a fenced lane that led to a road that I could follow even in the storm. Soon I reached home, greeted by my worried loving family. My ears, nose, hands, legs, and feet were all frozen and they caused me much pain as my parents slowly thawed them out. But what I'll remember most about that day is the wild terror in my heart as I realized that I was lost in that blinding snowstorm. And I'll remember the peace and faith that came to me when I prayed for help. And I'll remember the marvelous relief that I felt when I realized that God had heard my prayer and helped me find the way.